blueberry really is an amazing fruit. There is a wide variety of flavors, sizes, and textures to fit the preferences of every consumer. There's so much variability in consumer preference that is being untapped and there's value left there on the table. That's what I'm really excited to start understanding is how much more would people be willing to pay to get what's perfect for them. So we need the technology to be able to make those splits at the front end. Today we talk about technology to maximize the quality and consistency of blueberries to delight every consumer and maximize returns for our growers. This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to another episode of the Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. Now, I'm very excited to kick off the new year with another technology episode, this time on the sorting and packing side of the business. We're joined today by Josh Myers-Jones and James French of Tamra. Tamra offers solutions for all varietals of blueberries, fresh to frozen, and we're going to talk about their latest technology, their approach to innovation, and the role of data and artificial intelligence for the future of blueberries. Josh is the global category director for blueberries at Tamra, and James is the company's head of innovation. Josh, James, thank you for joining me on the business of blueberries. Thanks, Casey. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks, Casey. Looking forward to it. Well, I'm glad to have you both here. It's really great, actually, a way to kick off the new year thinking about being innovative and goals that we all have. And a lot of our listeners are familiar with your company. But for those who are not, Josh, can you just give an overview of Tamra and the offerings that you all have for the blueberry industry today? Yeah, so Tomra is actually a Norwegian company. It's been in business for 50 years, originally starting with the manufacturing and design of reverse vending machines. So Casey, you may have seen these in your supermarkets or refuse stations, but they're essentially machines where you enter your plastic bottles or empty cans and then receive a ticket in return for returning those. So that's where we started Um, these days. Yeah, there's really three legs to Tomra. So um, that falls into what we call Tomra collections, which have enabled the collection of about 40 billion plastic bottles and cans a year in recent years. Um, and with the two other divisions being recycling and mining and food. So along with collections, um, we all specialize in basically in sensor-based sorting technologies. So um, Tomra Food is here really to optimize the global food production. So We've developed sensor-based food sorting machines for fruit, for nuts, vegetables, grains, and obviously with the most important one being blueberries. The mission really is to to make sure that every resource counts and that every blueberry counts. So for the blueberry side of things, our, our journey really started in 1999 with a company called BBC Technologies, which Tomra acquired in 2018. So Many of your listeners will know um, BBC Technologies. It was started as a a family business from a blueberry farm based here in New Zealand. And they started developing uh, the first ever color sorter for blueberries. So 
really simply just removing red and green fruit from the blueberry crop. But this was the first step in taking the industry from manual grading to automatic sorting. So we first started selling these in the United States in 2001 and expanded to designing and manufacturing fully integrated blueberry sorting and packing lines from tray tippers to optical grading, dental way filling, and, and now also automatic case packing as well. So it was great. Actually, last year, I was in the US for four months during the COVID lockdowns here. And uh, interestingly, I saw a lot of those very first color sorters we designed in 1999 are, are still in use throughout Georgia and North Carolina and a couple in New Jersey as well. We have about 200 blueberry customers in, in North America alone. And uh, about 60% of the market share of blueberry optical graders globally. So it's really exciting. Yeah, well, that's a lot. And I'm just curious, you know, each of you probably come from different places in the industry or backgrounds yourself, but maybe we could talk a little bit about each of your roles. So Josh, we'll start with you. And maybe you could tell us a little bit how you got into the blueberry industry and what led you to your current role there at Tamra. Yeah, so I've actually been working for Tamra for about nine and a half years now originally starting with BBC Technologies back on the farm. So I'm the global category director for blueberries here, which basically I'm responsible commercially for all things blueberries. And um, yeah, over that time, I've had the pleasure of living and working all around the world to support our blueberry customers. So that really started with a, a six-month stint in the United States, uh, moving around with the blueberry seasons, and then I continued doing that around the world for the next nine and a half years. All right. Well, and James, how about yourself? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I've been working with the company and in this industry for about 12 years now. Come from a, a science and engineering background, and that's how I got started with the company. I developed our uh, first vision-based uh, sorting platform uh, that was with BBC Technologies before we were part of Tomra. Uh, and that was initially for cherries, but very quickly got very involved in blueberries and I too have spent a lot of time traveling uh, and that's really the highlight of my role and working for this company is getting to spend time out in the field with customers and, and seeing what difference we can really make to these, these businesses and operations and families that pack this fruit. At times, the North America especially has felt like a second home for me. I've spent good stints of time over there uh, for blueberry seasons and cherry seasons and yeah, looking forward to getting back there again soon. Well, and that might be a good segue, James, into your experience with a number of other commodities through Tamra. So, you know, tell us a little bit from what Tamra has learned about the blueberry industry and the business of tech and sorting for those quality of grades that you've learned over the years from blueberries, or maybe something that you've learned from the other commodities that you're sorting. I think one of the big things with blueberries to have a good solution is attention to detail. You have to be able to pay attention to each individual berry to maximize the value of what you're looking at because you can have one bad berry in that package and that might spoil that package and that might spoil that experience for the consumer so to maximize the value that you can generate you really have to be looking at each individual berry with a high level of fidelity to maximize what you can do with that crop and that's different to other commodities where they don't have those same kind of spoilage problems like nuts or something like that and a lot of these commodities, they'll have a, a tolerance. You're allowed a, a couple of significantly damaged products in each package or something like that. But yeah, with blueberries, I mean, there are tolerances and things like that. But uh, yeah, you certainly want to avoid those as best you can. Yeah. And it seems like the, the standards growing, even though there's not necessarily, you know, 
for what an optical sorter is looking for a spec requirement, you know, that's mandated by law or anything, but it just, you know, between the genetics, the harvesting, the post-harvest handling, and then through to the consumer experience, you know, the expectation is getting higher and higher, which is a good thing. But, you know, maybe this is a good segue to Josh to talk a little bit about the investment that our industry has to make for your customers. I know you said that there's, you know, a couple hundred of customers in North America that you work with and quite a few people who, uh, whether it's older technology or, or current technology that people are using to help drive that quality assurance, but still a large investment. So what, what are the economics of that decision from your perspective that people look into in order to try and justify that as an ROI? Yeah, so I guess the next big step that was taken in automation in recent years was, you know, in 2015, 2016, where customers started to implement our integrated solutions for optically grading the berries and sizing the berries. So the move from not only taking the bad berries out, but also finding the value for each individual berry to make sure that basically every every berry counts and that you're extracting the most value from the crop that you're inputting. I think the economics that we look at when we're developing products are about where can you be more efficient, where can you save labor, where can you maybe unlock other ways of doing business that you haven't in the past, like by using particular pieces of equipment, can you run your operation in a different way? Can you enable machine harvest for fresh by doing things a particular way? and look for those really value-add type transformations in business by using technology in the right way. I think uh, we've seen a few of those come in the past with the, the addition of AI to blueberry grading, really being able to provide a level of consistency and quality that wasn't um, achievable before. And now with some new innovations that we've got on the way to help better enable machine harvest for fresh. Yeah. I want to dig into that a little bit and the interesting work you guys are doing with data to continue to push that innovation. But before we do, let's take a quick break for our crop report. At this time of year, Peru has passed their peak season and we're starting to see Mexico and Chile come online with their volume. So here once again is your blueberry crop report. It's time for your blueberry crop report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry growing areas. Today you'll hear from Luis Vegas in Peru and Mario Ramirez in Mexico. This was recorded on January 4th, 2023. Hello, this is Luis with a crop report from Peru until the end of week 52, which is the week going from December 26th until January 1st. Uh, so until week 52 of the season, Peru has shipped a total of 564 million pounds of fresh blueberries worldwide from this total volume. 53% has been shipped to the US, 31% to Europe, 14% to China, and 2% to other destinations. Also, from the total volume shipped, 12% have been organics. During week 52, a total of 6.9 million pounds have been shipped. 58% of this volume has been sent to the US with approximately 4 million pounds, which are expected to arrive at the US market during the second and third week of January. 35% of the volume during week 52 has been shipped to Europe, 5% to China, and 1% to other destinations, including Brazil, Colombia, Costa Rica, Dubai, Hong Kong, India, Singapore, Thailand, and Uruguay. 
So that's the report from Peru until the end of week 52. Thank you. Hi everyone here, Mario with the Mexican Blue report for the last week of 2022 from December 25 to December 31. During last week, Mexico exported 2 million pounds of fresh blueberries to the United States and another 7,300,000 pounds to other destinations like Europe and Asia. From this volume, 350,000 pounds were organic blueberries, around 17% of the total exportation. Respecting previous week, the volumes go down around 27%. And in frozen blueberries, Mexico exported around 55% more than previous week. It means around 63,000 pounds and representing the 3% of the total U.S. Export importations for frozen blueberries. We keep with the regular winter temperatures and there's no affectations reported. That's all in my report and hope to see you next week with the first week of the year. Thank you very much. Well, thanks so much to our busy growers and colleagues who take time to participate in these reports. As a reminder, you can go to the new USHBC website where you'll find our data and insight center to see more data of what's happening in the blueberry industry, including USDA shipping price and movement, retail category performance, Nielsen monthly retail sales reports, and much, much more. Make sure you go to ushbc.org forward slash data to check that out. Okay, well, let's get back to our conversation today with Josh and James of Tomra. Now, James, before the break, we were just going to get into a little bit about how Tomra's using data, but you know, you're collecting data from, I'm assuming, all the machines that are providing that kind of AI learning. Could you talk a little bit about what is it that you're doing with data over all the years that you've been you know, looking at blueberries, sorting blueberries? Talk about that innovation pipeline and how you're using data to uh, benefit the industry. Yeah, sure. Maybe I'll take a little step back and talk about where we started uh, our data collection and our science approach. So in 2013, uh, we kicked off our berry science program. So that was really about getting to know a lot more about the blueberries and about the variability that they had within the crop and from season to season and what we could measure about them in different ways. So a few different aims there, but all kind of playing with each other. So yeah, that's continued on every year since then. And we've collected berries uh, both here in New Zealand from the farm that we were on uh, in the past and from other local growers. We've also performed some experiments overseas to make sure that we're capturing all that variability. And I think variability is really what's at the heart of it. You can't just go out and kind of pick a handful of blueberries and measure them and think that you know everything about it. There's so many different factors involved. And I think a lot of your listeners will understand that You can taste one blueberry off a bush one year and, and the next year it's going to be completely different. So you need to be collecting that data over multiple years, multiple seasons to make sure that you understand what's going on there. And before you can provide solutions that are going to work in a predictable and robust way year to year, season to season. Because when you're putting those solutions together, you're forecasting as to what the requirements might be. So since that uh, kickoff in 2013, that was more the science end. Then in 2018, we started collecting a huge amount of data from the couple of years of optical lane graders we had out there to start putting together our first approach at artificial intelligence. The first uh, problem that we really wanted to solve with that was, maybe sounds a little bit trivial, but it was identifying the calyx and the stem hole on the blueberries. These are natural features, obviously, uh, and not 
not problems, uh, but they appear virtually indistinguishable to a conventional vision technique, uh, to defects like a bird pack or an insect damage or something like that on the berry. So we knew we needed an intelligent approach to identify those. So we found uh, that you actually needed tens of thousands and eventually hundreds of thousands of berries to capture and get stable performance year to year and from location to location. So yeah, we, we released that uh, in 2019 with the Lukai AI system on the Cato. And since then, we, we expanded that operation to lots of other attributes of the berry that we're measuring intelligently. So yeah, a huge amount of data that you need to collect to understand and capture that full variability. When you harvest that data, uh, like you say, we're, we're collecting that data from some of our customers' machines. You don't just put that into a system and it magically works. You have to combine that with the intelligence of the people that are labeling the data. So that's actually what creates the value of the system and the function of the system is combining all of that variability from the field with the expertise in the lab. They look at the images, they identify the the different qualities and the different things, and they label those. And that's how you train those artificially intelligent systems to work. So it's really that at that intersection, at that combination, that things get really exciting. Well, and there are so many variables. I mean, you mentioned earlier that the particular variety, a specific plant will taste different one year to the next. And and I think even when I first got started working in blueberries, they said, if you want to know what a blueberry tastes like, eat three. And so out of one clamshell, essentially, you need to try three different ones at the same time. And that's that's roughly what this clamshell tastes like. What are you seeing in that type of variability over the years that this technology is helping to sort out and improve? As this technology gets better and better, You know, what are the other attributes you're looking for and that you're measuring that help to create that kind of quality and consistency with each berry? Yeah, we've got definitely got the, the hit list of high value attributes that we're really chasing after. So some of those that we're trying to figure out how we can do better and how we can kind of get to that next level are our firmness. How can we make a really accurate prediction of that? Because we know that that's important for eating quality, for storability, for consumer acceptance, lots of different aspects there. Another one is... Um, how long can you store the berry? And it was interesting. I was actually just looking at some data this morning. We're running an experiment right now here in New Zealand. And one crop, we had a range from about 14 days to something like 35 or 40 days of usable storage life. So that's the same variety of berry harvested off adjacent bushes on the same field. And you can see that some of those berries need to be sold within one or two weeks. Others could last three or four weeks. That's a, a huge spread in value right there, probably in the same clamshell at the moment. So is there anything that we can do to be able to split those out? That's what we're looking into. And, and we're seeing some uh, initial indications that that sort of thing is possible. But yeah, there's still a, a good amount of work to do. Yeah. Wow, that is incredible. Because I think, you know, in terms of how that would translate to a grower and profitability is you'd have a sense of the urgency of the crop coming off and, you know, the types of attributes that you're describing that could indicate which ones need to get assorted, which direction, uh, and which ones could hold off a little bit longer than others. But that, that would be incredible. What other ways do you think that, you know, optical sorting or, or technology or data like this uh, helps to translate to uh, more profit for our growers? Yeah. I mean, the value of the berries really comes down to 
to their eating quality at the end, right? They, they all get eaten, consumed in some way. Well, if we're all doing our jobs right, they do. And I think that there's an opportunity there to generate a whole lot more value than we're doing at the moment. I mean, there are some splits that the equipment and solutions that are out there uh, are able to make now. We can split by firmness to an extent. We can split by size and color and things like that. But when we do that, we're making big sweeping generalizations about what those groups of consumers want. We might say, hey, we, we're going to send these large firm berries to a premium chain of supermarkets. You're making an assumption that all of the customers of that supermarket are going to prefer that. Whereas we know that there's so much variability in consumer preference that is being untapped and there's value left there on the table that that consumer or the, this group of consumers prefers a, a slightly tarter berry or a slightly firmer berry because they want it to last longer or they just want a really large berry because that's what they enjoy. That's what I'm really excited to start understanding is how much more is there being left on the table? How much more would people be willing to pay to get what's perfect for them? And I think there's some really exciting developments around e-commerce and other targeted kind of ways to, to link consumers with producers that could realize that. So we need the technology to be able to make those splits at the front end. How do you match the ability with a technology like yours to identify those unique preferences for those consumers? And I guess I'm just thinking, you know, typically we sort out arguably based on variety that help drive bricks or acidity or, you know, things that those varieties are kind of known for. You know, people kind of know going in what that's going to taste like going forward. But it sounds like what you're saying is that, you know, there's enough variance within any one plant, which we know, that a sorting machine could you know, help identify those characteristics to the point of being able to identify which markets would be best for that particular blueberry to go to. Is that as particular as we're getting? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's not so much variance within one plant that you're, you're not going to transform an Elliot into a brand new kind of premium product. But there is a lot more than we are, are using at the moment just my example previously with how much life difference there is uh, for one one harvest lot of berries there's going to be that much if not more variety uh, spread in bricks and acidity and the ratio between those two i mean the flavor and the firmness right we, we know that there's a huge spread and firmness over one crop maturity so yeah there's there's a lot of variability that's there there's not the vehicle at the moment to really deliver on the value of that. I mean, you don't want to be packing 30 or 40 different SKUs in your blueberry pack house, but I'm trying to look a, a few years ahead and see whether those opportunities might arrive uh, through e-commerce or something like that, where you can postpone some of those decisions a bit further down the value chain to deliver products that are tailored to individual consumers. Well, it is kind of fascinating to think about where, you know, you could have your sorter set up so that it could, you know, divide, not that we don't grade today, but it would be grading based on a consumer preference of sweet, super sweet, tart, sweet, tart, firm. Like you could just dial it in and you knew that this was going to clamshell a way that a particular customer is expecting. And that is pretty fascinating. As I think about, you know, our tech symposium, we had one in 2021 there in, uh, in Salem. And as the industry grows, I think, you know, 
we just see this interconnectionness of those technologies and that innovation. And we're really describing the future of the industry less in the awareness stage and more in this innovation curve and innovation era. And the importance of bringing all these partnerships or essentially all of these different innovations and technologies together to help improve that interconnectedness. And, and I know we're going to be putting together something that is a, a vision of our organization past the symposium concept that we had in Salem in 2021 to our event in San Diego that's coming up. And I know you guys are going to participate. And you know we're hoping that companies like yours bring innovation to this convention. So I'm hoping maybe you can kind of describe a little bit of what your vision is for taking advantage of that platform in San Diego and what what do you plan on bringing or what can people expect to see from Tamra in San Diego? Yeah, so I guess we have a lot of new technologies that we're looking to release over the next 12 months in the blueberry category, but probably what I'm most excited to talk to you about today is in the space of machine harvest. So We've been listening to our customers, we always are, and we know there's huge pressure on rising costs and increased competition. But uh, we see a tremendous opportunity in the blueberry industry right now for uh, machine harvesting or strip picking for the fresh market. And we're seeing this becoming a macro trend. So North America has always led the blueberry industry as, as it does in many ways in the technology and has been machine harvesting for the fresh market for some time. But the ratio of machine harvest to hand pick is growing. And we're also seeing customers in markets like Europe and Australia moving to machine harvesters for the first time. So actually, we're even seeing southern highbush farms being set up for machine harvest from day one. So the, the challenge is really, how do we do this well? How do we ensure the quality and the eating experience for the customer is the highest it can be with the machine harvest product also? And I see three pillars to this, really. The first one being the genetics. Uh, many new varieties have been developed not only for flavor and firmness and size, but also to be more durable and easier to pick. Um, the second being the technology for machine harvesting itself is improving year on year and becoming a lot more gentle on the on the berries. And third is the technology in the pack house. Um, it needs to not only be able to handle the fruit arriving, but to optimize each and every berry to extract the best value from the crop and uh, ultimately to maximize the return to the farmer. So Tomra has a, a brand new product we'll be releasing soon. We're calling that the Neon 3, and it'll be a selective pre-grade technology to focus on machine harvest berries for the fresh market. So it will sit upstream of optical grading lines in the pack house. It's using artificial intelligence that James's team has developed to remove clusters, green berries, and some other fruit classifications as well. And uh, then it allows the optical grader downstream to focus on simply selecting the berries and, and with a higher throughput of the line without all of that extra waste coming onto the line from machine harvesting. So the technology and the, and the camera and ejection design that we're using is completely new to the industry. It's purpose designed for this application. And along with all our other blueberry technologies has been designed specifically with uh, blueberry handling in mind. So we've designed it in conjunction with our customers and we really hope it'll help them to reduce their costs while still delivering a high quality but to to answer your point there on the on the release of this the product release will be phased in over 2023 we're planning to show off the neon 3 at the upcoming ushbc blueberry convention in san diego and at your spring event later in the year and also at the ifpa in anaheim so 
it's gone through about two years now of commercial validating in New Zealand and the US, most recently in Oregon for a, um, a full season of machine harvest organic berries. And we've also sold a number of units into the US for the upcoming season, which we're also hoping to demonstrate and you know, take farmers through to see the machine in action. Well, that sounds exciting. I know if you've uh, seen some of the work we've done to put one of these tech symposium on, I, you know, having companies like yours looking to debut their products is really a vision of ours. And obviously, this would be a, a great opportunity for the industry to see yours and others who will have technology to share. And, and I think, you know, James, you could speak to this from your perspective, but, you know, we've historically had a cadence of having a tech symposium every other year, every two years, essentially. And, and technology moves way too fast, essentially, to wait over a year to want to see the newest, latest, and greatest. And so we're, we're doing our part. I can almost envision, not that we would do it this way, but it's like you do think, you know, from a grower's perspective, starting with genetics, then thinking through the harvesting, you're talking about machine harvesting for fresh, and then, of course, the sorting and the pack out, and then getting it logistically to where it needs to go in a way that kind of protects that investment for our industry, our growers in particular, all the way to the consumer. And I think what you're describing is something that we're passionate about in helping bring to the table. So, you know, from your perspective, James, you know, things are moving really fast. You know, Josh was just describing AI as being a piece of what your your new Neon Harvest 3 is going to be built off of. So maybe you could talk a little bit about how fast technology is moving and how this is cutting edge from Tomer's perspective for blueberries. Yeah, I think it's a really exciting time to be part of an industry when there's like a confluence of, of all these factors. There's so many new varieties and these genetic strains coming into the industry. There's this new technology with the harvesting improving and then the post-harvest side of it as well. And tying all that together, so many different approaches for looking at the data and analyzing that and gaining insights from it. So yeah, it's really exciting. And on top of all of that, I mean, overall growth in the blueberry industry, it's one of our strongest growing commodities that we work with. So yeah great outlook i think it's interesting uh that you talk about the speed of of technology i think there's definitely that and probably the pace of change has really started to ramp up over what it was in the past i guess we we are still bound by the cycle the seasonal cycle and how long it takes for a, a new set of varieties or something like that to mature in the field so Maybe it doesn't feel like it's fast enough for me sometimes, but uh, yeah, we're always working on on how we can do those things faster so that we can get everyone up to that kind of best quality industry standard way of doing things. <laughs> well, I think if you could make a soft berry firm, then you, you'd be on to something uh, by the time it gets to your machine. But it's been great to talk with both of you and, you know, just kind of get a, a bit better perspective, our audience to, to know Tamara and certainly to get a sense of, you know, what technology and innovation you guys have been working on, you know, kind of coming to fruition for an opportunity to see it in San Diego is going to be great. But is there anything else you'd like to add or emphasize uh, before we close out here? I guess we're just looking to see you guys again in San Diego and, um, and at the other shows next year and looking forward to a 2023 that's uh, really successful for all your blueberry growers there in North America. Well, that was a great opportunity, I think, to just spend a little time there talking about a very important part of our industry, which is uh, optical sorting and sorting generally, of course, is something that is going to 
definitely help continue to improve the consumer experience. And of course, I liked what we talked about today, which is that it starts at the very beginning of production, the genetics themselves, and then the harvesting of that fruit. And then obviously, as it goes through the post-production and post-harvest part of the value chain. And then, you know, I think what you heard me say, and, and something that I'm looking forward to as our program grows as part of the NABC USHBC meetings, in this case, the convention held in the spring, is that, you know, we want this tech symposium concept to happen every year. The technology moves too fast. You know, people are talking about wanting to know what the latest and greatest is. And so obviously, here's a good example of a company who's got a product that they're ready to launch and uh, they're planning to launch it there in San Diego. So it's a great opportunity for the industry. And this isn't going to be the only opportunity, but uh, one example of things to come when you join us in San Diego. And, and that's really what we're hoping that we can continue to be seeing in terms of a value to the industry and bringing together the industry to see some of the latest, greatest, talk about what's happening in technology innovation and be together to do so on an annual basis. So I'm really excited about seeing the uh, Neon Harvest 3 myself and of course the other products and, and offerings that will be there in San Diego with us. So just a, a good glimpse into what future lies ahead for our convention. Before we go, I will just say that, you know, we're looking for all sorts of feedback on what technology our growers and our industry would like to see at a future convention. And, and so, you know, please contact us. Let us know what it is that you're looking for, whether it's at a show or maybe it's a, a future episode. You'd like us to grab a company that you know is working on something that's interesting for our blueberry industry to dive in more on. Maybe it's coming from another commodity. Um, but let us know. And we would love to bring that tech forward. These are great opportunities, not just in an episode, but obviously we're trying to pull that together for participating in future trade shows. Our convention in the spring is going to be a big platform for that. So if you've got ideas, please reach out, contact us, contact me, let us know what you'd like to learn more about in terms of innovation and technology for our blueberry industry. Well, that's it for episode 124. I hope to see each and every one of you in San Diego for our blueberry convention. That's going to be February 21st through the 24th. You can register for that today, and please make sure you do so at blueberryevents.org. We want you to be there, and, and the room block, as you know, can sell out. So don't wait. Go to blueberryevents.org to register. But thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work right here on The Business of Blueberries. Blueberries.